Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. Hopefully you caught yesterday's exciting episode of Judas being pointed out as the betrayer and his immediate departure. He fled from the Last Supper. He was no longer welcome there, even though the disciples were very confused and didn't realize what had just happened. Jesus was like, I got eyes on you, Judas. I know who you are. I know what you're up to. And as soon as the door slammed behind Judas, Jesus knew that everything was being set in motion for his arrest, his trials, more than one, his humiliation, condemnation, beatings, crucifixion, burial. But he spoke of this coming death as glorification. Now it was going to happen. I'm going to go back to the ESV for a minute because I want you to notice something. In verse 31, just listen, I'll read to you for a second. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Glorify, 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 glorify. Jesus made five references to glory in the space of two small verses. And with good reason. Here it is. The world looked on the cross and they could only say, humiliated, disgraced, cursed. But Jesus looked at the cross and knowing what would be accomplished could truthfully say, glorified, glorified. Only Jesus could do that. In verse 33, Jesus turns again to the remaining disciples and he speaks to them so sweetly. In fact, he calls them little children. And this is the only place in the gospels where Jesus addressed his disciples as little children. And he doesn't mean it as an insult. He means it with a sense of tenderness and care and recognition of their dependence and frankly, their immaturity. They're still there to learn. Think we've had 2000 years to dig into this story. It's happening to them in real time. And I'm going to switch back to the NLT because I want to read to you. Jesus tells them of a new commandment. So I'm picking up in verse 34. This is Jesus speaking. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world you are my disciples. Hmm. Where are all the other commandments that Jesus is asking them to? Well, I think it's pretty important to note that Jesus says specifically, I am leaving you a new commandment. I'm leaving you one purpose, one message, one command. Say it with me. Love each other. Love one another as I have loved you. And this is how the world will know who 
are Jesus's disciples, whether it's the remaining 11 in the room or whether it's all of us who wear Christianity proudly as a badge of honor. They will know we are Christians by our love. Are you familiar with that song? And yet I feel like there are so many people who have left the church because they haven't felt loved. Jesus asks us to love. He asks us to love. Does he say to judge? No, he says to love. Now, even if in your personal theology, you feel that someone else is in violation of other commandments, it doesn't mean he's saying none of the other commandments are important, but what he's saying, first and foremost love. He said prior to this, love God, love people. And he's reiterating, love one another. Well, we can get into the legalism of all the other commandments a different day. Today, we are just going to focus on what Jesus asked us to do. And he also tells them, I'm not going to be here a whole lot longer. So if I'm leaving you with some parting words, that's what it would be. And Peter says, well, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. Well, why can't I come now? I'm ready to die for you. Can you just see Peter, the guy who's going to be swinging his sword pretty soon in the garden of Gethsemane? I want to go with you, Lord. Wash my hands and my feet and my head. And what does Jesus say? Oh, buckle up. Die for me? I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times. You will deny that you even know me three times before the rooster crows tomorrow morning. Ouch. Ouch. Don't be Peter, at least not in this instance. Have you ever found yourself at a stoplight with your Christian music on? And maybe you turn the volume down just a little bit because maybe you don't want the guy next to you to hear that you're listening to praise and worship music. Or maybe you go to Bible study on Tuesday mornings, but when your neighbors ask you where you're going, you maybe tell them you're going to the gym. Is that the same thing as denying Jesus? I don't know, but I feel like it's a slippery slope. And I feel like what Jesus is asking us to do is to be authentically his disciples, to love one another, and to have people recognize Christ in us because of our our love. Next week, we are in John chapter 14, and Jesus promises a really amazing gift. You're going to want to find out what it is. Make sure you come right back here next Tuesday morning in John chapter 14. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage, then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to fiveminutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.